Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. On today's episode, we have a crossover edition with Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You can follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. And now, our crossover edition with Armando Velez of Lockdown Florida Panthers as we preview VGK versus Florida in a St. Patrick's Day clash. And welcome to this crossover edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast and the Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast and locked on vegas golden knights podcast your first listen of the day for everybody on the vegas golden knights feed let me introduce myself my name is armando velez i'm from pantherparkway.com you can follow me on twitter at monoman 12 follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore f l a panthers so on this edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast I am very pleased to have the co the host of Locked On Vegas Golden Knights, Tony Cordasco. Tony, how are you doing today? It's great to be back with you. You know, last time the Panthers won this game and in convincing fashion. And I think at that time I told you that the Vegas Golden Knights weren't very good. No one believed me. And now here we are. They're just starting to tank away. <laughs> I think, you know, in one more loss, if they lose to Florida, I mean, it could really uh, come unraveled, you know, for this team because they play the Kings here on Saturday in a matinee, and then they go to Minnesota to play the Wild. It could really get dicey here, and a lot of the fans are not happy. But we'll get into that. Absolutely, and and I'll have a lot of I'll definitely have a lot of questions related to the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll we'll discuss that more in the second segment. But the the reason why we're not discussing the Florida Pan um, the Vegas Golden Knights first is because the Florida Panthers have had a lot of activity um, in in on Wednesday. But actually, it's funny. Um, before we get there, I'm glad that you actually got the memo of wearing a green hat because to the the episode that this drops, it's St. Patrick's Day. I decided to wear the green polo, and you decided to wear the green hat. Didn't even message each other about it, so we we uh, kind of uh, matched there. So. Pretty cool. Tony. We're coordinated. Yeah. Yeah. We're coordinated. It's nice to be uh, coordinated with another host front and to be a little bit in sync. And I'm also wearing a sort of a green sweater here. So. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> we're, yeah. it's in the, you know, it, we're got to be festive for the season. And here mm, in Vegas, absolutely. I got to tell you, like, so March Madness coming up Thursday, right? In full swing. And we've, got so many other things happening you know in this city uh it's just crazy right now a lot of tourists in town and it's a lot of fun st patrick's day which everyone goes just hog wild in this town as well so i'm sure you see it there in south florida absolutely um 
I'm a little bit north of the territory um, in Orlando, which a lot of tourists come. So yeah, definitely see a lot of that during this time of year. But let's get let's get into what the Florida Panthers have done in the just in the last day. We are a few days away from the trade deadline. From the time this um, this is recorded and the, this record drops, it'll be four days from the trade deadline. A lot of reporters and have said that. Expect a few moves early. I mean, we saw the Calgary Flames trade for Tyler Toffoli with the Montreal Canadiens uh, and a few other trades uh, as well. I mean, Colorado traded for Josh Manson of the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for a second round pick. And the Florida Panthers decided to get on the trade block quite early just to get their, their guys in, to get them accumulated to the system. I mean, 22 games left. So the Florida Panthers... The day after Frank Vetrano scores two goals, including the game-winning goal against the San Jose Sharks, first goal since uh, January 1st against the Montreal Canadiens. So kind of increased a little bit of his trade value. The Florida Panthers originally wanted a second-round pick out of that, that trade for Frank Vetrano, but they were very lucky enough to get anything out of it. Frank Vetrano has been a healthy scratch 11 times in 60 games uh, this season. So they took off. $2.5 million of salary, something that Vegas is very familiar with, trying to shed salary all the time. And I wasn't expecting another move after this. I thought an expiring contract, he's helping a contender in the New York Rangers um, in their bottom six, and they're doing justice by Frank Vitrano. So I really like that move uh, for Frank Vitrano. The next move for the Florida Panthers is a big one. They trade for defenseman Ben Sherratt of the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for Tyce Milanich, uh, who's at Quinnipiac University and playing NCAA hockey, a 22 fourth round pick, um, and a 2023 first round pick. So now the Florida Panthers don't have a first round pick in 2022. That was the Sam Reinhart trade. And now 2023 with Ben Sherratt. My initial opinion first coming into this is, man, this is a lot that you have to give up for an expiring deal. But if you are as confident as you are in your team, as Bill Zito is to go for a cup, then why, why not go for it? If you really do believe that this guy can fit in your system. And be, before we uh, re recorded, Tony, we talked about how Vegas unloaded a lot of their first round picks. I mean, Mark, Mark Stone for Eric Brandstrom, Nolan Patrick for Cody Glass, uh, Max Pacioretty for Nick Suzuki just in a, in a quite a few years. Uh, talk about how from the Vegas Golden Knights side of things, when they were making their uh, fair share of trades, what is the mindset? What was the mindset between the fans and at the time um, the GM of the Golden Knights when they did make those trades to try to go for it? The first thing I just wanted to ask you, so now does that mean that Claude Giroux is off the table? No. He's not, I don't think he's off the table because they did not give up their biggest trade chip right now, which is Owen Tippett, who's right now in the AHL. Right. And then, so with the Sherratt deal as well, didn't I hear that uh, Florida now has to give up? Uh, they're going to have to pay 50% of his contract. It's an mm -hmm. expiring deal. Another rental for 22 games. Is that worth it? You know, you just have to wonder. And here in Las Vegas, yes, we've had our share of trade deadline deals. Um, I know Ryan Reeves was a trade deadline deal. Thomas Tatar, him, uh, Mark Stone in that uh, trade where VGK gave up uh, Eric Brandt 
Ekstrom and, and, you know, all of that. And Alec Martinez was another one of uh, trade deadline deal the Golden Knights had to come up with. But you have a lot of assets, and VGK had accumulated a ton of assets with each and every one of those deals. So the fans really were not surprised, nor were they, you know, upset that they gave up some of the future chips. I mean, I think they're more upset now that this team, even with Jack Eichel in the lineup, is losing, losing regularly, even despite, you know, 10 players that are being out that are injured. I think that the fans are they're getting so restless here. Um, some have called for Pete DeBoer's head, Kelly McCrimmon's head. I mean, they're going up the, the flagpole here to see who they can try to uh, get out of this uh, this uh, organization here. And so things have turned ugly rather quickly. They've been in some games, you know, five-game road swing, and they played, what, four teams that aren't even in the playoff picture right, right now. Uh, um so, or three teams, you know, for VGK, I mean, things are just going sideways and fast. And I still expect them to make something happen here by Monday's trade deadline. And I would have to start with goaltending because right now it stinks. I mean, Laurent Brassois, how many times could you get beat? I mean, he just gets beat on top shelf goals, starting with the Ducks game. And then they have the scouting report and you just go top shelf on this guy. And in the Winnipeg game, he gave up four goals, three were just over his shoulder, up high, elevate the puck. And then, you know, uh, Logan Thompson is the number two goalie, and we still don't know how long Robin Leonard's going to be out for the BGK. So it's a, it's a really tough situation that this organization is in. They hurt themselves a lot by tying down a lot of these players who haven't really panned out with long-term deals. And so it's going to be interesting here come trade deadline day if not before. Mm. And from the Florida Panthers side of things, they they can definitely relate to what Vegas was trying to do. You think of future assets with what you're trying to do right in the now. The That draft pick that they are giving up, they don't know how long that player is going to take before they hit the NHL level. So I think of it like that when they trade away. They still were able to, even in last year's trade deadline when they traded for Zam Bennett, um, they were a- still able to keep their first round pick in 2021. They drafted Mackie Samuskevich, who's now in the at the University of Michigan, playing in a bottom six role on a logjam of forwards with um, with Michigan. So, still a piece that the Florida Panthers have kept, at least as of this recording. But I, I think of it as your cup window is right now to contend. Go for it. That's what the Vegas Golden Knights saw there and i mean i know they have a whole bunch of injuries and all and with a fully healthy roster this isn't this is not a the vegas golden knights are not a team outside of the playoff bubble i think everybody know i think a lot, I, I think at least people outside of vegas think that at least i do but with with going for it even if it give, means giving up a few assets okay uh but I also think of the asset that they got back from Frank Vitrano. The at least at least from what I'm seeing right here, the asset that they gave up to trade for uh, Ben Sherratt, it's it's a 2022 fourth round pick, which is a pick that they traded for with the New York Rangers. I'm looking it up right now to see if it was the Rangers pick that they traded or their own. Yeah, it, yeah, it's and, the, it was it was the Rangers pick, and then it, I guess it's based on their record right at the end of the season or however that works out, but it is that it's that very same pick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, 
So here's the conditions. The Panthers' first-round pick in 2022 is top 10 protected in the event that the Panthers retain their um, 2022 first-round pick with no longer their own 2022 uh 2023, excuse me, first round pick in Montreal would instead get their 2024 uh, first round pick. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. So uh, it, a lot of Florida caveats. Will, yeah. And it says for the fourth round pick, uh, it says Florida will receive the lower of the two. So both of them are conditional picks um, for the for the um, Florida Panthers going the other way. So that was that was like chat that was like a little bit of chess getting one piece to set up another so i kind of applaud the florida panthers uh in that in that sense for uh make making something happen even if it's a, an expiring deal but claude Drew is still not off the table because they haven't um i i think just because owen Tippett is still in the organization i think that's why they there's still a very strong possibility and there were scouts at an ahl uh, charlotte game just a few weeks ago scouting owen Tippett. so let, let's see. This is definitely going to um, be an exciting time for the Florida Panthers as I'm anticipating maybe one more move. The Claude Drew plays his 1,000th game in the NHL on Thursday, same night that the Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights play. Will the move be Final game the out the door on a plane, you know, headed, yeah. headed uh, towards the Panthers, you know, and, and for the Golden Knights, I mean, they're going to be sellers and buyers. And as I've explained to several other uh, folks in our network, and then also on our Lockdown VGK show. Uh, this is a team that, okay, there's a salary cap, but uh, Vegas is salary cap ignorant, if you will. They don't even consider the salary cap. That's why now they're in a world of hurt. We don't know how many of these players they're stowing away, how many are seriously injured, how many are even going to be able to come back should they make the playoffs. We know none of that. It's all secretive. But VGK, the one thing that we have learned is if there is a need for this organization, they will go out and they will get that player or players, and then they will face the salary cap ramifications later. They're mm -hmm. just like, they're just fearless like that. And they, they really don't care. They'll finagle things around here, you know, later on. But right now, the here and now, with just 20 games to go for VGK, I mean, this team is in serious danger of not making the playoffs and it was a previous Stanley cup contender and they're not right now. And even if they were fully loaded, I still don't know because Pete DeBoer's system right now is so predictable. Teams have caught up to Pete DeBoer and to the golden Knights and what they try to do. And you can just, you can read this team night in and night out. They're just not playing good hockey period. I don't yeah. care who's in the lineup and the goaltending again is a major, major concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, um, I, I definitely want to ask you more about um, Vegas in, in the next segment. Um, we're going to talk more about um, the trade deadline and what they're expected to do um, and players who are on LTIR right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. It's that time of year as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
And welcome back to this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Vegas Golden Knights podcast on this Thursday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day edition of the show. And make sure to also tune into our trade deadline special on Monday for the people on the Florida Panthers feed. I will be going live at 3 p.m. to be discussing all the trade deadline for the Florida Panthers. And at 3.30, make sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey's YouTube channel with Flip and Steel as they'll be di- discussing the trade deadline and bringing in some of the local experts from each and every team to discuss what they're going to do. So, Tony, um, many thought going into the season that if in a position, a playoff position, that the Vegas Golden Knights would be buyers. And you're not the first person in relation to the Vegas Golden Knights that I've heard uh, talk about the trade deadline and possible selling. I was listening to Jesse Granger uh, today um, talking about we don't know what they're going to do because of one thing and one thing only, health. How healthy can this team get from now, which is less than a week away, to the trade deadline to make to make them feel comfortable enough to say X player is – we're comfortable with X players staying here long-term versus – shipping out X player. What what do you think of that as far as the health and where, which direction they're going to go? So on Wednesday, we saw where VGK uh, sent back down to AHL team here in Las Vegas um, in Henderson, I should say to the silver Knights, Paul Cotter was sent back down Giannis Ronbjorg and Danilo Marimanov. So to me, the signal now is that perhaps Braden McNabb, will be back in the lineup is what I'm just have to speculate right now uh, for Thursday night's game. I think we'll see McNabb returning pretty soon. Uh, ben Hutton was on COVID protocols. Uh, it's so funny. Like before you go to Canada, you take the COVID test and then you test positive. You know, <laughs> it's funny how that works, but you don't take it any other time. So who knows who has COVID out there? But and then Brett Howden uh, also could be returning. And uh, Matthias Janmark has been out as well for a while. Uh, There's currently 10, I believe, Golden Knights that are out. Uh, And uh, right now, you know, uh, you're going to be shuffling players in and out, but it's going to be kind of funny, not not funny in a funny way, but in a weird way. Uh, What players now suddenly are healthy again uh, as we approach the trade deadline? Because were those guys, you know, about to be healthy, semi-healthy, uh, I think players are going to suddenly be healthy, and especially with 20 games remaining. If you are, you know, even hobbling a little bit, it's it's time to just play, right? It's time to just get out there and play. So I think we're going to see uh, some players coming back. We, we will not see, of course, uh, Mark Stone. I call him Mark Stowe. Mark Stowe, because they stow him away, and he's on the LTIR. So Stone is still out. Uh, of course, uh, Robin Leonard is on injured reserve. And we also have uh, Riley Smith was put on the injured reserve list. And they mentioned his name an awful lot. And here in Las Vegas, I'm working. We're going to start working on his uh, summer charity game here very shortly. So I don't know what his uh, status is, if they're going to try to deal him or whatever. But he's a huge fan favorite here in Las Vegas. And then there's other players also that are out right now, including Max Pacioretty. Pacioretty's been out what like three times this season he's in he's out so it's it's gotten really crazy and very strange season here very odd but they should not be using all these injuries as the crutch 
I just think that this team has a lot of talent still remaining out there. There's no way they should lose to some of these bottom uh, bottom feeders. Uh, they still have a lot of talent, you know, but uh, they're just not closing out games. They're not playing with any type. I, I got to tell you, Mondo, they're not playing with any type of enthusiasm whatsoever. I mean, there's nights where they just show up and they sleepwalk and they sleepwalk through games. They did it in, in, in the Flyers game. Uh, you know, they, they've done it on the road. They've done it at home. Even with the home crowd, they have not responded very well. Mm -hmm. And I decided to look up some numbers of for the very exact day that Jack Eichel returned to the lineup, which was a very great day in hockey in general because you had Panthers-Hurricanes on TNT, Panthers' first game on TNT that season, um, Avs, um, Avs Golden Knights, women's win, um, winter Olympic final all in the same night going on. So that was a beautiful day to celebrate the game of hockey in general, but it hasn't been pretty for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm seeing that in between that time, um, third worst uh, record in the NHL since that span uh, um, goals four per game is last um, goals against is actually a, around the same 33.36 um, 33 uh Power play is 29th and then penalty kills 21st. So a little bit their their defense is a little bit better than the offense from what from what these numbers are reading. But who and I see that the that Jack Eichel has nine points in 14 games uh as well. Who 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 are the Vegas Golden Knights relying on with this current roster to score and they're just not finding a way? How, who are they relying on? Well, number one is Eichel, and the, the the major concern for me right now is there are no players other than right now Jonathan Marchessault who could even play on the, the top line with him. I mean, they mm -hmm. moved William Carlson, who, who you know, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I haven't been for quite some time. He's scoreless. He hasn't scored a goal in 15 games. Mm. And the last, uh, on this road trip, he, he's minus five, minus six in five games on the road and they try to get him going on the Eichel line. And there's just absolutely no chemistry there. And to me, like you need a goaltender. Yes. I talked about the trade deadline, but I still believe you might need someone who can skate up and down the ice. And I don't know. Petrangelo had some, uh, has some, you know, sort of uh, rhythm there when Eichel's in the game and uh, you know, Pacioretty as well. Pacioretty was on the same line. And those guys sort of find some chemistry together. Uh, but I don't know if Mark Stone is even fast enough to be on that top line, you know, even when he returns. Um, I just think he's playing at a different level and he's 50, 60, 70 percent back. And I think he's done an awful lot with his team. And the power play would be absolutely complete garbage. It's garbage right now, but it would be utter, utterly garbage if he weren't on that power play unit. Uh, and they've scored uh, twice in the last two. They've scored the last two games on the power play. But I, I mean, the Donoff is a guy that I think they're going to ship him out. I, I can't. If somebody wants him, they're going to have to unload him because he was on the top line. He was on the top line with Eichel for a minute. And then they moved him all the way down to the fourth line. They can't find a spot for him. And he was minus four, minus four in the game against Winnipeg. I mean, and, and defense, you said defense looks like they're out playing the offense. They're out shooting the offense, I think. Uh, and the biggest issue with this team right now, Mondo, is that they can't get in front of the net. 
and they can't score and they go through droughts. Reason being, again, I got to go back to Pete DeBoer's system where they're playing on the outside. Teams have now learned to just bottle up the middle against the Golden Knights. They're shooting. They might get 30, 40 shots on net a night, but they're not quality shots. Why? They're coming from angles. They're coming from the corners. They're coming from wherever, not in the slot. but not in front, not in the slot, not in front of the net, not on deflections. And that's, that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. So it's giving uh, goalies enough. You're getting me fired up, Mondo. What's that? <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's giving goalies enough time to be uh, fired up for um to to be uh to get ready for a save instead of uh, reacting instead of uh someone tipping in a puck that the goalie can't even see screens as well. So that affects a lot when you can't really get into the to the slot. So that that's and you were talking about Evgeny um Evgeny the. The Donoff. I mean, I know, I know. You, that, you had to change the pronunciation. Is that what yeah. I heard? Yeah, yeah he changed. It, he changed he, the pronunciation. It's the Donoff now. It's it. It, he, it was Dadonoff when he was in Florida. Um, so he changed it a little <laughs> it's bit. It's the West so. Coast version of him. Yeah. So, um, he was on the top line with Barkov when he was uh when he was in uh Florida, but he also went through his fair share of scoring droughts as well. Uh, of course. The Florida Panthers were not going to pay him what he wanted, so it was best when when he um, when he went uh, up to Ottawa as well. So definitely a signing that um, the Panthers are definitely uh, definitely um, nodding. That's like okay, we we uh, we we lucked out that they didn't um, sign him uh, long term of the money that he wanted. But as far another Florida Panther, uh, Riley Smith, you mentioned that he just went on in, um, injured reserve. I checked his cap friendly just now. It was just two days ago. He was a talk a lot about trade. But now with Eichel um, being in the mix now with Mark Stone going on LTIR, is is there still a chance that he does get traded either way just to get something out of it, even though he's on IR and even um, though Eichel is able to come into the lineup with Mark Stone being out? Yeah, there is still a very uh, good possibility because it's an expiring contract and uh, they have to get rid of some money off the books. I think the Donoff would be the number one target. We hear Riley Smith's name an awful lot and Shea Theodore, I think his name is also in the mix. Uh, Right now, I'll tell you what, there are very few players on this roster right now because this team is definitely a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately club. There are very few players right now with the Knights that are very safe in their jobs. And yeah. I don't know how Carlson is. I still, he knows, he knows the secrets, man. I got to tell you, I, he hasn't scored in 15 games. He's got seven goals. That's almost a million dollars per goal this season. Oh I mean, he's just every season, it's just gone backwards. Like he's, he's just, he can't even win faceoffs anymore. Mm. So I don't know what his value is. And I don't know if anyone else wants him. Mm. at the cap hit that he's he's at i'm i'm, I'm not sure uh definitely but um but yeah um ho- hopefully for vegas golden knights if they do find themselves out of the playoff mix come uh monday that they do acquire the assets that they need to and if they find a way to power their way back into the wild card maybe they'll buy a little bit but they've done a lot of buying in the last uh few years but we're going to transition over to the next segment where we will be talking about um possible starters we'll be talking about um we'll be talking about uh predictions for this game and we'll talk about that more next on this episode of locked on panthers and locked on vegas golden knights 
continuing this conversation on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Vegas Golden Knights podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Tony Cardasco here of Locked On Vegas Golden Knights on to chat about this game. Uh, it's a 10:30 uh, Eastern uh, puck drop for everyone in uh, South Florida. Uh, I will I will definitely be doing a post game once again with uh, Nick Fairbanks. Uh, we'll be staying up just like we did with Jacob Winans on. Uh, like we did on Tuesday night. So 10.30 puck drop. Um, I will say, Tony, I don't know who's going to start net for the Florida Panthers because... Ah, it was Spencer Knight last time. It was Spencer Knight last time. He he did start back-to-back games, um, n- not back-to-back days, but back-to-back games because Sergey Bobrovsky, t- while sitting on the bench in LA, took a puck to the face, had 17 stitches on his mouth um, just the other day. He was supposed to start in San Jose, was surprisingly scratched, um against um san jose spencer knight gets the win um a comeback win uh for the panthers so andrew burnett after the game spoke about how it had nothing to do with the stitches but might have been like a small flu for sergey borowski i don't know how much i buy that but with the health of with getting 17 stitches and having to communicate to defenses i don't know i don't know whether he's going to actually start or not so I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Spencer Knight gets to start once again against uh, Vegas Golden Knights, who he faced off against last go round um, in, in this one. Um, I'm not sure how fast Ben Sherratt will get to the Florida Panthers. So I'm not gonna, I'm going to assume he won't play tomorrow um, against the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm not I'm not counting on that. Um, as Do you well. guys have a back to back? Don't you play the Ducks after? Yes. VGK? So yes, the next night, the right? Bu- Mm-hmm. They do play the Ducks on Friday. So I said a few days ago that if they do decide to not start Spencer Knight in back-to-back games, they're likely going to do this time around, special exception because of Bob's stitches, they're going to put him on the Thursday game and likely Bob on Friday. But if it was a normal circumstance where it's a regular season and both of them are healthy, he didn't take that puck to the face, chances are Bobrovsky would have been starting uh, tonight in Vegas. But um, Tony. Um, the Ve- the Florida Panthers have never won on the road against the Vegas Golden Knights in their three matchups um, against uh, Vegas. I mean, all three times, I mean, Vegas was really up there going far into the playoffs, making the Stanley Cup final once, going to the semifinal just last year. But this still feels like a – Vegas is still a very hostile environment, no matter for any opponent. It's still a very hard place to play for any opponent. So – and – Vegas is coming off a five-game road trip where they didn't win a single game. I believe that Vegas is going to be very fired up coming into this one. How about you? The hostilities might be against the Vegas Golden Knights, even with the home crowd. That's how I feel because the fans are just fed up right now because they're just not playing. Yeah, they're just not playing. It's one thing, you know, if you're losing and you're playing inspired hockey, you know, it might not get that break and the puck luck and everything else that goes into losing and you lose one goal games. But they're just at times they just look like they're going to quit. And I'm just going to be honest with you. They don't they're not playing inspired hockey. And that has to only uh, be pointed towards Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff. Uh, and again, we're going to see Laurent Brassois in, in net probably for starters and on 23 shots. The Jets scored seven goals. They had a pull for a while after uh, he gave up his fourth goal. 
or he just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't feel very comfortable with the way that they're playing. And it's all about the system and Pete DeBoer, and he's going to come hell or high water, just stick with what he's been doing. And um, they even try to simplify the game and not work, not working. And I, I don't feel, I don't even know, like in, in the past. Yeah. And um, I, this is a must win game for the Golden Knights. Like I Absolutely. said, Yes. Yeah, because the schedule just gets more difficult here. Uh, and if they lose to Florida, I could see it just snowballing uh, downhill. I, I really could. And in the past, though, they did have home ice advantage. They're not very good at home this season. They've not played well at home. They were playing better on the road, save this past road trip, than they were at home. And we don't hmm. know. Are fans going to show up? Because Vegas, I'll tell you about the fan in this city, if you are not winning – they are not coming out to the games. It's going to be a drunk crowd, too, because it's St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be wild. <laughs> oh, and if they don't score early and often, they might get booed. They might get booed. They might be a lot of cheers. They might get booed, yeah. They're, they're, and there might be a lot of green ice yeah. you know, out there. I didn't consider that, Tony, so good point. I mean, for people listening on the Florida Panthers feed – uh Versois is 10, 10, 9, and 3 with a 290 uh, goals against average, 895 uh, save percentage. Just shoot the puck uh, up top. Season. Elevate yeah. it. Just elevate the stinking puck. Top shelf bar down so that they know what to do. Uh, so, That's so, the game plan. It's so yeah, easy. So. It's I could score. Mm -hmm. So with 20 games left for Vegas, three before the trade deadline, I, I would say that it's – Maybe it's too late to fire Pete DeBoer at this point in the season because you'll be like throwing away the season if you were to do that. Something that um, Jacob Winans and I the other day on Locked On Florida Panthers talked about, former uh, Panthers coach. What are you thinking about the job status of uh, Pete DeBoer right now? Shaky ground. Shaky ground. I, I mean, they might not admit it, but it was just so odd after the Winnipeg game, you know, especially where, I mean, he looks like he's just beat down right now. And after the Winnipeg game where he said, you know, that he felt that they played pretty well at times and all that, they gave up seven goals. I mean, I, there's nothing positive about giving none. There are no empty netters here. And they gave up a late power play goal and they gave up a late shorthanded goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's nothing positive. There's nothing. You just need to trash your team. And then, of course, there's the crutch of all the injuries. But outside of all those injuries, again, they just are not fired up to play hockey. And they sleepwalk through most of the night. And they give up goals in bunches. So if Florida scores one goal, they might score three or four in a row. We saw that happen on the road. And again, you know, Winnipeg did it with three straight. Um, the previous game uh, was uh, Columbus. What do they have? Four, four consecutive goals. It's a mess. I mean, it really is a mess. And I can't see it getting any better. Yeah, they're going to fill in some of those players. But again, getting the rhythm back after they've been out for a while. I don't know how they're going to gel. The lines, there's so many mismatched lines. I like. <laughs> I mean, you have Stevenson now on the second line. You know, he was doing pretty well on the top line. But of course, we've got Eichel now here in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's been with Carrier and Wah. The Donoff could be on the third or the fourth, maybe the fifth line. Maybe he'll be on the fifth line in this game. But, you know, you've got him. Nolan Patrick, good thing he's back because he was out with another head injury. And um, Keegan Kolasar. Let me tell you one crazy story, though. The turning point in the Winnipeg game 
was when Keegan Colasar, for some odd reason, thought that he was going to fight 6'7", Logan Stanley, and he'd lost like a 10-9, round. I mean, he just was getting pummeled. And at intermission, he's like, yeah, I was just trying to get my team fired up. It backfired. And uh, Stanley mm. had he had the Gordie Howe hat trick in the game. After the fight, he had an assist. He had a goal. And that team was just the first goal, I think, of the season. Maybe first goal ever. I don't know. But, like, it totally backfired. I'm like, what are they doing? And then stupid oh. penalties. Marshall takes another dumb penalty, a slashing penalty. They're down 5-3. to three. They cut into the lead in the Winnipeg game. Slashing, but then he gets a 10-minute game misconduct for being unsportsmanlike, yelling at the ref. He did this in, in on the last road trip in Philadelphia. Pat, Pacioretty, before before he was out of the lineup, uh, was conking someone on the back of their head, like just dumb penalties. And that's mm. what happens when you start to lose. They're unraveling. They're unraveling. I don't see how they get back to even ground. I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and looking at the Vegas Golden Knights on their uh, recent road trip, um, only one one-goal game. Um, the Buffalo game, though, there was an empty netter at the end, so that um, you can count that as a as a one-goal game. So the rest of them. Yeah, that was Alex, Alex Tuck. Tuck. Alex Tuck. Part of the trade. Taking, he took the puck away from Eichel, flat out stole it, and then just skidded down and fired it in. And that was like a massive facial in that game. Mm -hmm. I was like, and that's why Eichel was like yelling at the fans and they were booing him. And that was a disaster. That was a mm -hmm. disaster. All right. So who wins this one? Well, I want to hear your take. So what about any changes from the first meeting on any of your lines or anything that the Vegas Golden Knights should look out for in this game? Um, Barkov always has a different right winger uh, on his line every single time. Um, maybe look for um, Max and Mammon to be to be there again. Um, but with uh, with Frank Retardo being traded, um, chances are Max and Mammon can also be on the fourth line. Um, Rhino can right Sam Reinhardt could be shifted to the first of uh, to or, or the second. Du Anthony Duclair was on the third line last go round when he spent a good um few weeks on the second so it's been a few line shakeups in the last game for the panthers so they might stick to to that or go back to what they were prior uh to tuesday's game but historically the panthers haven't been good in vegas uh they've been a mediocre road team but they've uh, they've been a lot better since uh the start of january but it's still a very good road trip so far three out of the four points so far but i'm gonna say that the vegas golden knights take this one in overtime, the Florida Panthers will get um, will split a point. Um, split a point, and uh, if they win on Friday against the Anaheim Ducks, who are also kind of free falling um, themselves, it'll be six out of eight points on this West Coast trip, and it'll be um, a very successful trip for the Florida Panthers. So I'm going to say that the Vegas Golden Knights, in desperation, fighting for their coach, fighting for their team, get an overtime win, maybe something like three to two or or four to three, maybe. Yeah, I think it could be like five to three in favor of Florida. I do. I, I just uh, I, I can't see this team just getting out of this and doing it seemingly overnight. Uh, they're just not playing good hockey right now. Um, there's a lot of trigger coding. And my feeling is that Pete DeBoer might have lost this team in the locker room. I really do feel that. And I, I just think that uh, it's going to be Florida. And after that, who knows? 
maybe this team doesn't even make the playoffs and that'll be a major disappointment here in Las Vegas, but it should be a fun crowd. But I, if they start losing, the boo birds will come out here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then this could be a turning point, you know, with this organization really could. Uh, they, of course, shoot like the we, puck high. <laughs> like we said, they elevate be, the puck. Like I said, they could be a little reckless over there in Vegas. Uh, once again, at 10 30 PM uh, Eastern uh, start time for uh, this, uh, this game out in uh, Las Vegas. Um, so uh, Tony, I want to thank you for joining on this crossover edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. For my listeners, tell them where they can find you and your work online. So uh, at uh, Lockdown VGK is where you can find our Vegas Golden Knights podcast on the Lockdown Network. And then I am at Tony Dasco, and it is always a pleasure to catch up with you. And I know that you've had some late nights on this road trip. I like it when VGK goes back east because it's reversed for us. They're playing four o'clock and five o'clock games in the afternoon. And that's perfect. Mm. I still have the rest of the night to go. But yeah. not you, you're up late night. This one's mm-hmm. going to be over what? About one thirty in the morning, your time. Yeah, finally, uh, finally uh, finished editing and posting a show at like 3.05 a.m. Uh, so, so yeah, so it, it, it's long nights, but. I couldn't I couldn't have more fun um, covering a this team and a team that's definitely winning. So that 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 makes it all so worth it for for myself. But for people on the Vegas Golden Knights feed, you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F L A Panthers. And we'll be uh, discussing uh, this game on online on uh, on Thursday night. So follow us and you'll see two different sides of it. But Tony. I want to say thank you once again for doing this with me and hope hope to talk to you soon. Yep. You guys are going to make a big run now for the cup and you Florida guys are always tan. And thanks again to Armando Velez of Lockdown Florida Panthers for joining us today on the crossover coming up on tomorrow's show. We will have a recap of VGK versus the Florida Panthers. We thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco. So long for now. We'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.